Welcome back to Round Out of the Podcast. We are here with Corwin Hinshaw of Hinshaw Trailer Sales in Richland, Iowa, and he is going to give us some uh, history of Richland, some uh, incredible people that lived here. Uh, also, he mentioned to me, uh, we, we just did an episode about Jess Settles, and uh, Jess Settles' family has a lot of ties to Richland, Iowa, don't they? Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what, if it wasn't for Richland, uh, Jess Settles uh, probably wouldn't be here because his family, uh, basically on his uh, grandmother's side, uh, were uh, raised, born and raised here in Richland, Iowa. Yeah. Well, I talked to him. He, he really loves Richland. I mean, he really is close to Richland and very fond of but uh, anyway, welcome to the program, Corwin. Yeah, welcome. So you, you mentioned there were several people, pioneering people from Iowa or from Richland that had gone on and did some great things. Uh, Jeremy Rowland, I believe, uh, or no, uh, who, who are some of the people that, uh, that uh, are from Richland that are of note? Well, uh, we can start out with uh, uh, Jess's ancestors. Uh, his uh, great-grandfather was uh, Jake Hendrickson. And Jake came in here through a bank. Uh, he originated down at Columbus Junction and got here through a bank in uh, Richland, brought him in to uh, because he was an auctioneer and he was an implement dealer. And back a long time ago, he traded uh, tractors for horses. And they put on an annual sale and have the tractors lined up around the square with the horses tied to the tractors. And he had a riding horse and he would go around and auction the horses off that got traded in on uh, new F-20 international tractors. And they'd let school out for a day for that auction. And his daughters, uh, his oldest daughter, was married to the former coach's son from Parsons College, Xavier Nady. And Xavier Nady, then he has a, a grandson, a, a grandson. There's eight ex-Nadys in this world. And one of them was a pitcher for the Cubs and several other major league teams. Another one was one of the top uh, prize fight referees in the country. Uh, so he had a long line of uh, sports uh, offspring. And his uh, wife, she uh, graduated from high school with my father in 1936. And then there was uh, her sister that uh, is Jess Settles and uh, uh, George Kittle's grandmother. And she was born and raised here in Richland and played on a state championship basketball team. Not, they weren't state champions, but they made it to the tournament, and the only team that made it to the tournament she was on. So there were uh, four girls and one boy, and the son, George Hendrickson, uh, he uh, had the implement dealership carried on by his father, and he uh, lived here all his life and passed away here and was a big part of Richland community. And his son was the former coach, at Western Illinois at Macomb, he came up through being playing at UNI, and then he was a ass graduate assistant at Iowa, and then was hired as, uh, to be an assistant coach under Patterson at Western Illinois, and then become the head coach for several years. So that family has a long, long list of uh, athletics and uh, 
championship uh, players in, in uh, the NFL and uh, Major League Baseball. Yeah, and just uh, told me his mom scored 69 points in a game uh, in six six yeah. years. Well, six player basketball. And then, yeah, and his, his mother, which was, uh, uh, his, his grandmother was a top basketball player, and then her daughters were yeah, top I mean, basketball was, players. Yeah, and his cousins and... Uh, oh, yeah, well, uh, uh, George Kittle's mom, I think, starred at Drake, I believe. So, yeah, it runs uh, runs strong anyway. There's some other people from here. Uh, I got a list that you gave me. Yeah. It says John Ferris of Ferris Music. Yeah. Just a minute. Hold on, look. Anyway, yeah, John Ferris of Ferris Music is from Richmond. Okay. This goes back into the about the 1880s. John Ferris's dad was a music teacher at Richland High School, and John Ferris uh, continued on with the music career and started a Mer uh, Ferris Sheet Music Company of Chicago. If you go to about any church with any age and pull out sheet music, it probably is Ferris Sheet Music Company of Chicago. And then John Ferris wrote 28 songs. One of them was Beautiful Isla Somewhere, and that was sung at McKinley's funeral. McKinley was a president that was assassinated. And John Ferris uh, was well-known in the music industry throughout the world. And then we come down to probably uh, one of the best-known people that uh, came from Richmond was Dr. Paul McCracken. Yeah, there's three doctors on this list. Dr. Oh, yeah. Paul McCracken is the first one. Yes. Tell me about Dr. Paul McCracken. Dr. Paul McCracken graduated from Richland High School in 1935. He moved to, uh, or he went on to William Penn College. And from William Penn College, he went to Harvard. He got his Ph.D. in economics. Became a professor at the University of Michigan. And then Eisenhower, the president, called on him to be his economic advisor. After that, then, President Kennedy asked him to stay on his economic council. After that, President Nixon and Johnson asked him to be on their economic council. And then he was on Reagan's economic council, born and raised in Little Richland, Iowa. That is amazing. That's really uh, close to power, isn't it? Oh, it's unbelievable. It, uh, he wrote us a letter once, and he said, it goes to show you it doesn't matter where you come from. It's just the person you are. Well, I'm not so sure that uh, coming from Richland isn't a plus instead of a minus, to be honest yeah. with you. What about Dr. John Greenlee? Dr. John Greenlee graduated from Richland High School when he was 15 years old. So that tells you how uh, educated or how smart he was. Then he went from uh, graduating from Richland to Parsons College down at Fairfield for two years. And by the way... He's been inducted into the Parsons College Hall of Fame. From Parsons College, he moved on to the University of Iowa. That's where he got uh, finished his degree and then be, got his Ph.D. at Iowa. And he was the head of Rockwell, which is now Collins Rockwell of Cedar Rapids. And then after that uh, uh, employment, he became a professor at Cal State Los Angeles. And... After a few years of being professor at Cal State Los Angeles, he became the president of Cal State Los Angeles and took it from 15,000 students to 25,000 students 
and that would have been in the mid-60s. What about Dr. William Morgan? Dr. William Morgan, he graduated from Richland High School, and from there he went in the service in World War II, and he got out of the service, and he took advantage of the GI Bill and got his education, got his Ph.D., and became the leading expert on propulsion in the world. He developed the anti-sonar propeller for submarines that's used today. And if you look Dr. William Morgan up, there's a lot of Dr. William Morgans, but you look him up under propulsion, and you'll find that he was the leader in propulsion in the world. Holy cow. What about Edward McCracken? Edward McCracken. He was born and raised just south of Richland here, halfway between here and Fairfield. And he would have been uh, Paul McCracken's uh, nephew. Uh, and he graduated from Iowa State. And long and short of it, he became the president of Silicon Graphics of California. And the one way you might remember uh, what Silicon Graphics did uh, if you ever saw the movie Forrest Gump, and Forrest Gump shook hands with uh, Johnson and Kennedy, and Silicon Graphics put that together, that segment of Forrest Gump. That is amazing. Here's another amazing uh, man in industry that's from here. Is it uh, Dwayne, is it Hadler? Hadley. Or Hadley. Yeah, Dwayne Dewey Hadley. Dwayne Dewey Hadley graduated from Iowa State Teachers College, uh, which is now UNI, and told his wife after he got his teaching degree, he said, if I'm going to be a millionaire before my life's up, he said, I'm going to have to do something other than uh, teaching school. And long and short of it, I don't know exactly how he met Croc, the owner of McDonald's and founder of McDonald's, but he met him somehow. One story is that he was hitchhiking, to Chicago once and Croc picked him up. That's one story, but I can't verify that for sure. But he met Croc at when Croc had just bought out the McDonald's out of out in California. And he started with McDonald's and when he uh, retired, he was the world's largest McDonald's franchise owner, owning from 50 to 70 franchises in the Southeast. Uh, Jerry, Bruce Robert Robinson? Robinson? Jerry Bruce Robinson. His father had the DX station here on the south side of the square. And Jerry Bruce had asthma, and his family sent him to Colorado to finish school out. But his heart was always here in Richland because he started school here. He's born and raised here. Jerry Bruce went out there, and after school, Jerry got into hotel motel real estate and, and made it big in that. And he was a... Uh, on the Board of Regents of the University of Colorado, and at one football game several years ago, it was Jerry Bruce Robinson Day. Well, uh, one more question for you. There was a, a, a distinguished gentleman from Richland that had a, a harness racing horse that won a uh, world title or something. Could you yeah. well, tell us about that? I heard you, had, you knew that guy a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that happened to be my father, Kermit. He... Uh, in 1952, he opened a gas station here in Richland, and all the time he had a love for horses, and he bought his first horse, and then he bought his second horse, and, and pretty soon, uh, gas station and farming evolved into horses steady, 
and he at one time owned around 200 head of horses. He owned a breeding farm in northern Illinois where he bred 250 mares a year to three stallions. And in 1975, he went to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania to a sale. And there was a yearling in the sale that uh, he bought for $900. And he bought him to resell him because uh, the, the sire of the colt, his service fee was 2000 And he thought if he could get him for the service fee or less, why he could resell him, make some money. And, and he brought him home from Philadelphia and said, hey, what the heck? I don't have much money in him. I think I'll just try him and start training him. And the minute we started training him, we thought we might have something. And long and short of it, uh, a year later to the date from the day he bought him, he was voted the 1976 two-year-old trotter of the year in the nation. 21 wins out of 22 starts, one second, and the third fastest of all time in the world. Has there ever been anyone in Iowa that had a horse that won a world championship? No, none. Another, uh, not, not other than Jodovan. Uh, I don't know of another one that has. Something's in the water here in Richland. Yeah. His name was Jodovan. It was a unique name. The fellow that bred him had three sons. And the sons' names were Joseph, Dennis, and Vincent. And so he put the first two letters of each name together and come up with Jodovan. Well, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, is there anything we didn't get to talk about that you wanted to? No, i just like to talk about Richland and, and how its ancestry uh, started back in uh, 1838. It's the oldest town in Keokuk County, and it was settled by the Quakers, and that's my ancestry as Quakers. And uh, the most n notable Quaker probably is uh, President Herbert Hoover. He was a Quaker from West Branch, Iowa. So Richland has a long history, and a long history of people that went out into the world and were successful. You know, after Herbert Hoover's dad died, and he was very young, his mom, for about seven years, uh, they put her on a circuit from West Branch to go to all the uh, Quaker churches. And she'd give a speech, and they'd help the family a little bit, and then she'd go to the next one. And that's what she did, and it's very possible that they came here to Richland. Well, there's Hoovers here, and they're direct descendants of Herbert Hoover. Yeah, there's a Jerry Hoover that lives here. And uh, the Hoover name, a Kraken name, Hinshaw, Hadley's, Joneses, Hoskins, these are all prominent Quaker names. And through the years, it, it's diluted some, but it's still ancestry was the Quakers that came out of North Carolina. That's where they got off the boat. Slavery was going on, and the Quakers didn't believe in it, so they headed west and migrated out here and ended up in Indiana, and then from Indiana came to Iowa. And my ancestors settled here in 1844, on the Henshaw side, on the Hadley side, uh, they were here long before that and, and homesteaded ground here around Richland. That is just amazing. I've been spellbound by everything you've said. Uh, uh, comes to mind there's a, a kid that grew up here that went to West Point too, isn't there? Oh, oh uh, well, yeah, Downey, uh, 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 Downey, and I can't think of his first name. Yeah, but, but uh, he lives yeah. over now. I met him, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's just, an, you know, just another Chris example. Downey. Yeah, just another yeah. example of uh, get good quality. You know, we have, always have a good quality education. You think that has a... Uh, oh, and I think uh, the deep roots and the ancestry uh, has a lot to do with it. Uh, this uh, community is well-grounded, well-founded, and it's a pleasure to be from a little town of Richland, Iowa.
Now, what, what does Quaker Church here in Richland do? It had to be one of the first ones in the state. I know Salem oh. was the first one. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, was it oh, oh, Sa Salem was the first Quaker settlement. Richland was the second Quaker settlement. And the church, the original church, was out where the Fringe Cemetery is now. That was the original Quaker church, and that would have been the first church here in uh, Richland. And like I said, it was settled in 1838 by Pryor Woodard, who was a Quaker. He homesteaded the ground and then gave it to the town and then helped plot the town out. And in the 1880s, there was also a fair here called the Richland District Fair, and it was huge. It was almost like a mini state fair. And it was just north of my business here on 25 acres. There was a half-mile track. They raced horses here. They had all the animal shows there were and all the plants and cook, cooking and baking, you name it. Uh, it was at this fair. And you, you've, got a, you've got a program from that fair. Yes, I've got the program, the original program from the 1880 uh, Richland District Fair. But what is it about the people of Richland? They just seem to love history, don't they? Well, I, uh, I don't know about other people, but I know I love the history, well, and my think... father did too. And, and I think being in the horse business, uh, genealogy has a lot to it, or pedigree, and he always enjoyed uh, studying uh, people's ancestry, and I passed it on, I guess, to me. Well, I wanted to personally thank you for sponsoring the high school basketball season and the tournament, and uh, it gained us uh, over 1,100 listeners in the amount of time and uh, we've been getting some write-ups in the paper and some pretty good reviews on the internet and uh, it's all really thanks to you and we appreciate you and I certainly appreciate the the, the yarns you told today. You're a great storyteller as long as a great uh, historian which is uh, the combination you need. So uh, I really thank you. Anything else you want to say before we shut it down? No, other than just when you watch the San Francisco Giants, watch for George Kittle and remember that he got his... Uh, start basically in Richland, Iowa. All righty. We will do it. Thanks a lot, Gore. This was excellent. Thank you. This has been Round Guy, the podcast with news you can use that don't give you the blues.